Hello and welcome along to another edition of the Profit Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Paul Kempe, and I'll be doing a solo episode today. My usual co-host, Matt Robinson, is not here. He's having a week off. Well deserved. And uh, this time round, we're going to be talking goal setting for a couple of reasons. It's that time of year when a lot of people do start to think about setting their goals. New year, new me, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Second thing is, as coaches, we get asked this a lot, or I think this comes up as a bit of an issue a lot, that a lot of coaches struggle with helping their clients set good goals and struggle to stay on top of those goals. I think that's the bigger issue, is that if you're pretty decent at doing a good goal-setting session, we kind of lose the thread a little bit as time goes on. And that then in turn demotivates the client, disengages the client, not not the client's fault. You know, they've got busy lives, they've got busy things going on, but it stops people being engaged with the process of what we're trying to do. And so I wanted to unpack this a little bit today as to, first of all, how to do effective goal setting and some of the things that Matt and I believe are important in order to keep clients connected to those goals long-term. So first things first, I want to mention that I think, I believe, goal setting is really important. I think people need to have targets. I've heard the opinion in the past that maybe you don't need it and you can just go on behaviors and and things day to day, but I think people need targets. I think you need some kind of target. Everyone, you know, unless you've been hiding under a rock, everybody's well aware now that once people hit a goal, All they do is set a new one. We know that. But that's involved in your review process, which I will come to in a second. But I think goal setting, you have to be able to help the client go, right, what is it we want to achieve in the next 90 days or by this date? Where do you see yourself being? And getting as clear as you possibly can on that early on. So when you're doing your first consultation with them, we need to be getting as clear as possible What's the target here? Where's the date? What's the target you're aiming for? And then obviously some emotional questions. We've covered this in the past, like getting them to connect emotions to that, connect psychological safety and and satisfaction and fulfillment to what they're doing. We've done episodes in the past on whole consultation processes. I'm not going to go into that. But I will mention that, You know, early on when you meet somebody in a consultation, the chances are most of these people are going to be cold leads. So one of the things that's difficult is you don't really have a relationship with them early on. You haven't really got that deeper connection. You will click with some people instantly, but I think that most of these people are going to have their guard up. They're going to be, you know, a little bit defensive. They're going to be harder to get to those whys. So be patient, be patient, encourage them, get good at asking questions, really practice that skill of asking a question and leaving the space and creating a safe space for people to answer. So that's the first thing I would say with that. Um, So I think goal setting is important, 100%. I also think that the main reason people get long-term success is they start to live based on their values. So they start to understand what their values are, what makes them happy, what makes them sad, what makes them feel like they're not living on their values. And they get more days working on habits that fulfill their values rather than not. That is what brings people long-term success. I think long, 
it's hard to get that early on. So I think you need to use gold initially to really get clarity on where somebody wants to go. I think you need to drive some emotion out of that. But keep in your mind that long-term success is going to be based on the values of the person and the habits that promote those values. That is going to take a bit of patience. You're going to have to continue to build the relationship. You're going to have to get that bond with that person that allows them to trust you over time and start to really understand who they are and what they need and what their fears are and what drives them for success and, you know, get them to be vulnerable and open up about where they want to go. So that bit does take time. Goal setting is important, but it does take time to get long-term success and long-term results. Now, one, if you want a strategy here, because I'm aware that people might think, well, how do I do that? One early strategy you could do is, first of all, in the consultation, try and understand the expectations of the person. So I would always have questions in there about what is it you're going to need to do in order to start to move towards these goals? What things might you have to give up? What things might you need to add in? So simple questions like that, that start to help people understand what's really involved here. It's okay setting a goal, but what are you probably going to or definitely going to have to do every day or you know, five days out of seven, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to drink more water. You're going to have to manage your food day to day. Are you going to have to train in the gym four or five times a week? What are you going to have to do? What is the expectation here from you? And then you can also throw into that, what do I expect from you as a coach? And what can you expect from me? So I think expectations are really, really important as, as early on as you can get that. Um, the other thing I think is having a, a stretched out onboarding process that incorporates these different elements of people understanding goal setting. Because when you first meet them, they're going to be a bit shut down, like I said. Maybe two in 10 people you're going to connect with instantly, probably because they're more like you. But the ones who are a bit more closed off, you still have to try and peel those layers back over time. So as you're onboarding them as a client, it would be worth having certain touch points within that first four or five weeks that revisit the goals, that revisit those questions that you asked them on day one. It doesn't need to be anything new. It might just be something that goes, just to remind you, here's two questions I want you to think about again. No, what do you expect of yourself each day? What things might you need to give up? Or why is this goal important to you? I just wanted to remind you of that and see if we have a different answer today. Because what happens is people start to learn more about themselves. Goal setting is a lot about self-awareness. It's a lot about understanding who you are, what drives you, what scares you, and why you really want these things. So you've got to give people the opportunity and the environment to learn more about themselves. I think where most PTs go wrong, it's just my opinion, is they'll do a goal setting session in the beginning. And it's never revisited. It's never revisited. And people are busy. People have busy lives. They have a lot going on. And think of the typical person who sets a goal at New Year and doesn't revisit that goal until the following New Year. And by the time they've done that, they, they kind of look back and feel pretty shit about what they just did and when they didn't really take any action towards it. So what we've got to do is we've got to create an environment where 
clients are able to revisit the goal, revisit the expectations, revisit the emotion on a regular basis. So that could be something as simple as a bit of a stretched out onboarding process with goal setting questions involved in all that. Next up, I would have, and again, I'm not going to go into depth on this because we've covered it in previous episodes, but I would have a model of goal setting with people. So when they first come in, if you don't have a consultation process, I would get one. So we've used things like T-Grow model, bridging model, B-Power model, which I believe we've spoken about all these on previous episodes. So you you can get these pretty easily. Reach out to us, we can send them to you across. But having some kind of model that keeps you focused on what you're trying to get out of that client or what information we're trying to extract will help the client extract from each of the questions that we ask. And it will keep you on track as a coach as well. It will make you feel more relaxed. It'll make you feel more confident when you're asking your questions. It'll calm the whole scenario down, which that's the environment we want to create. So clients will feel relaxed and comfortable and be able to ask, answer the questions openly and honestly and be vulnerable. So having a process just gives you that just gives you a bit of a structure to chill us out as coaches and allow the client to relax and allow them to answer as honestly as we want them to answer. So having a model, vitally important. Now, at this last point today, and I'm going to just keep this episode pretty brief and hopefully some, uh, some practical advice for everybody here. The next bit is, is what I mentioned pre- previously there was, I think most PTs go wrong because they do a good initial session and no follow-up. Your reviews are absolutely key to helping the client stay on track with their goals, with their motivation, with their compliance to the plan. So your review sessions are going to be a key tool to helping this client to success. Now we've mentioned before, it might be that review sessions can happen anywhere between every two weeks to every eight weeks. It kind of depends on the client. I think you should have some kind of structure for your review sessions, but I also think some of that can be client-led. I think the client can understand what we measure in here in terms of your success. Like what things do you want to keep a track on in order to make sure you're going to be successful in what we're doing here? And they can take advice from you, of course, but I think it's the review process is a lot about self-awareness. It's a lot about giving the person the ability to reflect on what's gone on, to understand it, to process it, to pat themselves on the back for things they've done well, to be able to look at solutions to the things that haven't gone so well. But it's keeping it top of mind as well. Here's your goal. Here's why you wanted this in the first place. Here were the reasons why you, first of all, booked a consultation because you were in a pretty bad spot. And that's what drove you to contact me in the first place. Here are the things that you said you expected of yourself. And get being able to get them to see that for themselves. It's not any good if us as a coach sometimes just go, well, you told me to do this and you didn't. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't think any PT would say that in that way, but we have to get the client to see that for themselves. So your review process should involve questions that are specific to the client but maybe within the structure that you like. And the key here is it has to create an environment for them to be able to self-reflect, to give them that space, that time 
to really dig into that and see the value in it. I know a lot of trainers sometimes struggle with the client seeing the value in the review session. If you do tailor it to each person, so say you've got client A and every four weeks they do a review and they have key questions within their review that reconnects them to their goal, that reconnects them to the emotions of when they first started, that reconnects them to the expectations that they set themselves from day one. That is huge for the person. And that will just boost their compliance and boost their motivation every four weeks to keep them on track. Because the one thing you can guarantee is they're going to have bad days in those four-week periods. And those are the key points where people start to drop off. They start to disengage and they start to go, this isn't for me. So I think your review sessions are ultimately more important than the goal setting. I think you can do a great goal setting session at the start. I think you can extend the process of your onboarding or extend that goal setting process within your onboarding by giving constant reminders. I think the key tool for me is review sessions going forwards and making sure they're structured to the person and ultimately connecting them back to things like their vision, their values, their beliefs. What were their clear goals they set at the start? Giving people the opportunity to reconnect on that regularly is a huge deal. I'm not going to keep you too long today. Hopefully that was a, a concise, informative episode. Like I said, I know it's that time of year when everybody sets goals. Go back over some of our goal setting episodes in the past if you want a bit more structure and a bit more detail on how to do these things. But for now, have a fantastic week. Hope you had a great Christmas, New Year period if I don't speak to you before then. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.